this afternoon and this evening. And uh, you can join us on the Better Hearing Center talk a text line at 608-785-7914. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410wyzm.com. Facebook Live, too. Yeah, you can uh, watch it. You can watch it on our Facebook Live, I think. Hold on. Okay, now you can watch it on Facebook Live. <laughs> but the number is 608-785-7914. Once again, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Call in or text in. Either way, you're in on the show at 608-785-7914. I mentioned Facebook Live, the one of the vehicles of uh, that we use to get to you. Uh, fascinating this uh, the CEO of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, at um, a joint hearing of the Senate Judiciary and Commerce Committees today. Two congressional hearings he faces this week, and there's just it's interesting to me, and I've had a couple of conversations uh, with people in relation to the privacy concerns. And Facebook and, you know, how we use Facebook, how you use Facebook and how it's, you know, the idea that we're, we're we have this uh, free uh, communication platform that uh, really comes at a cost. And that cost, as it turns out, is your, uh, your privacy, your security, your, uh, your ability to control your own private information. And it's, it's kind of, yeah. It's interesting because I know that it, it's it's one of those things. I, people get connected, they reconnect, they, um, you know, they touch base with friends long lost. They, you know, families reunite. All sorts of things happen via this remarkable platform that we have on the internet. But at the same time, it's also a vehicle for derision and and. Um, bullying and all sorts of other things and and then also d- creating platforms where we get information that that we we you know we chart uh, the course of our lives around even though it's not necessarily accurate um all of that all of that all at once and and then at the same time having our data mined by um by research groups and it's it 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 does it it creates some pause and that uh there's some it makes you question the value of it it makes you question the value of things like facebook and this is interesting because although the focus right now is on facebook because it's the giant i mean it still is right it's still way bigger way bigger than I, I mean, I don't know, all of the others combined? I mean, it's it's enormous. The The reach of Facebook, the number of people that are on Facebook worldwide is is so, it's just unbelievably vast. And that's, you know, put kick all the Instagrams and the Snapchats and the Twitters to the side because Facebook is still the king. Uh, but... Um, it is. It's just remarkable what it is, what it has become, and then the, now the things that we're looking at. And I'm. Inter- I'm curious to see what will happen 
again, with Mark Zuckerberg going to Capitol Hill today and doing the apology tour in general, because he's been doing that. I think others from his company have been doing that. They've been doing the apology tour um, over this uh, mind data and the lack and the the, the uh, hit on our privacy that uh, that has occurred because of all this. And it'll be interesting to see what lawmakers do if they do anything. What are they going to do about it? How are they going to tackle this giant? How are they going to slay this behemoth if, in fact, they are? The interesting thing, one of the interesting things about that is that um, is, is that if all Americans drop off of Facebook, if, if Facebook loses all of its American users, that is still represents only about a tenth of the users of Facebook. That is the size that we're talking about. It's striking. It really is. It's pretty, pretty amazing. All right. Well, the number is 608 785 If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. That's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Call in or text in. In fact, let's go to the phones right away. Jane, uh, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Are you talking to me? Yeah, Jane, go ahead. You're on. Oh, uh, you were talking about Facebook and the Internet and that. Yeah. And I don't know. I think it it's caused derision in certain members of the family when it comes to politics and stuff. And people have their say, and then somebody else has got to say something. But there's good things, too. One little story I can tell you there. My son found a book for me that I had when I was just a little girl, which is a 200 years ago, we know. Anyway, uh, at a secondhand bookstore in Texas, they had this little book. It was called Cat and the Captain. It started me on my road to loving mysteries and that. So that was really neat for him to be able to come up with that for me. But there's other things. People, they can't keep their mouth shut. Yeah, yeah. I think it, you know, for all the good that's there, just like everything, you can have a lot of good, but then somebody's got to throw something and and screw up the works and spoil it. And, and do you do you think it's a, it's a lot of that, a lot of that um, what what you've just talked about, the people kind of spoiling it for for others? Oh, I think so. I, I I mean, just from when I listen to the news or listen to different commentators and they get talking about something that was, you know, on Facebook and then somebody else said something, somebody else said something else, mm-hmm, sure. and pretty soon it's just a big argument. Don't you see any of that? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's 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 a lot of what it is. Yeah, I mean, but like I said, finding that book for me, that was great. I mean, never in a million years. That's been out of print since the 1930s. Yep, absolutely. And uh, I never, ever thought I'd see that little book, and it's sitting right on my table right now that I can, you know, and something like that is, I mean, it's very nostalgic, obviously, but there's there's a lot of other things, and, and there are things when they can post pictures of the kids and stuff like that on there it's good but i do not like the the arguing or the fact that some people take things so seriously 
and then it causes problems. And I mean, there's people that don't talk to anybody, that don't talk to other people anymore, just because of something somebody said. And I think that's sad. Well, Jane, on balance, on the whole, do you think that it is it, so? A, a platform like Facebook, on the whole, is it beneficial or or not for the for I, society in general? I, I, to be honest, I think people could do just as well without it. Okay. Right. Well, but, we did, we did. I mean, I'm probably, you know, in the minority uh-huh. for, for that. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, finding things for me, you know, on the Internet in general, and that, like uh, Amazon or eBay or, or things like that are great, but you'd have a little more money if you weren't spending money on those on those, uh, cha- they aren't channels, what are they, websites, I guess you'd say, or that. But, uh, I I mean, I don't know for every new thing that comes out that can be wonderful, somebody's got to do something to mess it up and spoil it. I, I would I would agree with that. No, there's no question. Jane, look, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. 608-785-7914. 785-7914. We'll take a really quick break. Reset. We'll be right back with more recalls. Or give them a call. Neighbors, it's what it's all about. All right, welcome back. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914-785-7914. Also on Twitter, you can send me an email. We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. And Facebook Live, where you can watch this whole brilliant thing unfold right before your very eyes. Uh, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg answering questions, delivering testimony on Capitol Hill today during a Senate Judiciary and Commerce Committee joint session, uh, joint committee meeting, I guess. Um I just, it it makes me think about the value of Facebook, the quality of social media in general, or as somebody, I was meeting with someone today who called it anti-social media, and what we're doing. What are we doing? What is it? And how are we benefiting? Are we benefiting? I think it's an interesting question. It was funny because today I was going through uh, stories that we post on, stories from that our news people create. And post on our website, wisdomnews.com. And we link to them through Facebook. And people obviously comment on Facebook, and which we, we encourage you to do. Uh, like generating conversation. There's nothing wrong with that. But going through some of the comments, and you know, a lot of it's like, yeah, well, this doesn't make any sense because you know, we, we don't need bike lanes, la, la, la. Or, um, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's great. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with that or with the hatch baby. Yeah. Maybe they can think of somewhere else to put it. A lot of it is really people who are being thoughtful, conscientious or argumentative in some ways, or they're, um, they're not, uh, they're, they're offering suggestions or they're, you know, they're, they're offering criticism as well. And then some of it is just, it's just, <laughs> I don't even know. Things that you would never say to someone to their face. You just would never do that. And you feel absolutely free to do it because you are typing away at a keyboard. And it's, it's, it is a little dumbfounding. But that aside, that's not really the issue at, you know, that we're dealing with on Capitol Hill. 
obviously that's the privacy issue and uh, the the mining of our personal data. So, and you know, and maybe that's not that's a thing that we should just get used to, right? Because it's something that's done frequently. Well, your thoughts on that? Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Let's go to the phones. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Well, before I come in, I'll just mention that you had asked Jane about the overall good or impact or something. I'm not sure what you said, and she was somewhat neutral. I will say that it's just a phenomenal impact uh, in ways that we can't even conceive. But Mm -hmm. having said that, I'll I'll also tell you I'm not on Facebook. I I just kind of don't have the time to be involved, so I'm not one bit. But I will say this. Uh, the government, in my opinion, has no right to question Zuckerberg. I think Zuckerberg is, is uh, kind of uh, the head of Facebook and creator, and it's a, uh, a, a business and private. It's private even though it's publicly held. It's, it's, it's private. And the government shouldn't be asking them questions. If people don't like what they've done or if government doesn't like what they've done, then that's a different issue. But so far they're, they're kind of sticking their nose in where I don't think it belongs. I know they think they do, and I know they want to, but I don't think they should. But if they want to stick their nose in where it doesn't belong and maybe where it does belong, they should go after the credit bureaus who have taken all my financial information that I didn't give to anybody, <laughs> and that information now they are uh, extorting me uh, because some uh, credit bureau got it, uh, kept track of it, leaked it out to somebody. I didn't even put that information out there. If I was on Facebook, it would be information that I put out there. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. didn't even do this, yeah. and, and uh, they're creating an incredible uh, problem for me. So I think that's a real issue where Facebook government should stay out of it. So they're collecting, so the credit bureaus are collecting your personal, private, financial data, your work history, all sorts of other much more important information, essentially, about you than Facebook is, and they're doing it without your permission, essentially. Is that is that mo- mostly what you're suggesting? You're exactly okay. right. I did Good not point, give Tom. them Good that point. information, but they have taken this information yeah. from sources and using it, and now now it's working against me. Uh, and, and then maybe the government does have a place trying to help me out here a little bit there. Yeah. Uh, but, but I don't know. I, I just think Facebook, people put that information out there. Yeah, they were told, well, you can keep that private. You just do it like this or whatever, and pretty quick, apparently it's not so private. Yeah. Uh, I think you and I, I mean, if we made an agreement, if I told you something under the table or off the record and you blabbed it out to somebody, then, okay, that would be be between me and you, mm-hmm. and uh, and I wouldn't probably tell you some of those things or any of those things. But in this case, uh, yeah, I can see how somebody's concerned. I, I also see how the government is concerned, but they don't have the right to be. If I was uh, Zuckerberg, I would not have gone to Congress. I would have said, hey, you uh, leave me alone. Get a get get a, a formal uh, subpoena or something, and then and then uh, make sure that you have the right to do that. Because so far, I don't think they do. Do you think that? Uh, because it is essentially a communication company, should it be regulated like other communication companies are, like, say, we are? Uh, Boy, Mitch, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm not sure I even want the government uh, regulating you. Um, But uh, I I really, I I can't, I have to think about that. That's an interesting question. Okay. A very, very interesting question. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know whether, and Tom, appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I'm not entirely sure whether I think that they should be either. I think it's an interesting, uh, but uh, but uh, an interesting uh, 
uh, juxtaposition that Tom posed, that idea that your, your information is gathered by credit bureaus and used for any number of purposes and then, you know, stolen. <laughs> and, and who knows where that is now. Um, so you've got that. And, and, uh, and, and then you have Facebook where you're, you're willingly submitting information and then that information is uh, tracked and used later and the difference seems to be at some level, a, level, a, a, a certain uh, point of, of permission. You're giving Facebook permission to, to have your information. On the other hand, one could argue not in all situations, but in some situations by you simply applying for a loan, you are... I would think giving at least tacit approval for the credit bureaus to gather some of your information. So I don't know if it's exactly if they're entirely different in that regard, but I think it's a, I I mean, I think it's a, it's, I think it's an interesting comparison. That's for sure. All right. 608-785-7914. One, I, I just, I was scanning through some of the comments. I mentioned this. I was scanning through some of the comments on one of our Facebook posts earlier. And as I said before, most of people who post commentary on even on some of the most controversial topics, most people, I think, are uh, generally have uh, a has display some social decorum. All right. Something. And then you have people that write things like, oh, you poor little snowflake terrorist lover, go find your safe place to hide now, boo-hoo, because the NRA has murdered nobody, and then uses the R word. And I just... Imagine meeting somebody in a bar and having... Imagine sitting down to... You have, like, uh, friends meeting in a bar, and somebody says something along the lines of, yeah, I can't believe this is... By the way, in relation to that... uh, that uh, un, um, uh, understand the threat, um, uh, understanding the threat, that uh, event that was held at the Omni Center, was going to be held at the Omni Center last Friday. Imagine going to a bar and see, you're sitting down with friends saying, yeah, I can't believe they're going to hold that event because I mean, it doesn't seem like it's the, you know, they're, it's, it's a group, they're, they're um, you know, they're spreading hate. And, you know, and I'm sure that there were a number of people who said something along those lines when they went to a bar. And then someone leans across the table and says, oh, you poor little snowflake terrorist lover, go find your safe place to hide now, boo-hoo. NRA has murdered nobody, and then use the R word. Like, nobody does that. That's not, and, and yet we feel perfectly justified, and it, it's, it feels like a reasonable thing to do, to comment that way uh, and... and um, go after each other on, on Facebook just like that, just because, I don't know, because there's a certain level of anonymity, I guess. Anyway, 608-785-7914 if you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. For those of you who are, who utilize Facebook on a regular basis, I wonder if any of this has caused you the, the privacy concerns, or the data collection concerns, anything like that has caused you to be concerned yourself about your use of Facebook, your private information on Facebook, whether you should withdraw, perhaps. And for those of you who are who don't involve yourselves in social media at all, you're just looking at this laughing. I'd love to hear from you. Tell me what you think. Are you just sitting back there thinking, yeah, that's right. That's why I don't do that. 
608-785-7914. That's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. We have a big weekend coming up. We have uh, the Pump House Auction coming up this weekend on Wisdom. Mike Hayes and Scott Robert Shaw will MC the auction on Saturday from 10 to 4. They got hundreds of items available to the highest bidder. It's all amazing stuff. I can go through some of that list a little bit later here on Wisdom, but all proceeds benefit the Pump House Regional Center for the Arts. Uh, all you have to do is just listen to us here on Wisdom. Call the number that Mike and Scott Robert Shaw will give you and uh, make your bid. All of the auction items are available, by the way, at thepumphouse.org. So just go check out thepumphouse.org to get a listing of all of those items available for bid during this week's Pump House auction on Wisdom. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center, talk and text line. More to come, stick around. Hi, my name is Dave Cornell. I'm one of the owners at Fox Hollow Golf Course. When I think of Altra, I think of the personal relationships I've had there with all their employees. 73, yesterday in La Crosse. My name is Brad Williams. You don't know how to tell the truth, I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914. That's 785-7914, also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. Yes, on Facebook Live is where you can see us. Just watch it in, in awe, I guess. <laughs> Hey, hi. It's good to see you, too. Um, watching a little bit of the testimony of Mark Zuckerberg on uh, Capitol Hill today. Mark Zuckerberg, CEO of Facebook, uh, continuing the Great Apology Tour about the 87 million uh, user data. No, the, the, data, the, the data from 87 mil, million users that was compromised. I, what was stunning to me, there was one thing, there was one part of this, the testimony said, I didn't see the whole thing. I didn't watch the whole thing. I don't have time for that. But uh, I did catch this one part where Zuckerberg, again, the CEO of Facebook, he's talking about in 2015 when uh, this, this, now this group, Cambridge Analytica, He's talking about in 2015 when they found out that, um, what, how did it go now? Cambridge Analytica used an app to collect this data. They found out that Cambridge Analytica had used this data and then they got, then and then they touched base with Cambridge Analytica, you know, I don't know, made a phone call, like did a, did a, uh, did a message, the message on Facebook. Hey, so about this data, um, and Cambridge Analytica, which was, I guess, the group that worked with Donald Trump, if I'm not mistaken. I think I got all the parts right here. But anyway, so Cambridge Analytica basically said, yeah, we're dumping that. We're not using that. We got rid of it, blah, blah, blah. And dudes at Facebook were like, oh, that's good. Cool. All right, man. See you later. <laughs> that, was their, that was their follow-up on that. 
So Facebook realized that 87 million users' data, private, private data had been compromised. They got in touch with the firm that had done that. The response was, yeah, cool, man. We'll get rid of it. We won't use that data. And Facebook guys said, all right, good enough for us. Case closed. No reason to be worried about this anymore. And never uh, notified any. I mean, no, never notified anybody that their data had been compromised. Not only did they not run an audit to make sure that this firm, Cambridge Analytica, did not, in fact, was not, in fact, still using the data. But they didn't notify anybody. It's it's really just a. I mean, what a bunch of nincompoops! <laughs> this is one of the largest, most successful companies in the world. That, and they are. I don't even. I don't even know. When when someone says, "Yeah, you're right. Our bad. Screwed it up. You caught us. Not doing it anymore." That's it. So that was so pretty surprising. Uh, there was another part, and I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. I don't know. So anyway, kind of it's it's strange because I know that there are a tremendous number of people, obviously, that are on Facebook and use Facebook all the time and are constantly updating their status or they're you know adding things to their timeline and uh, checking. They're looking at seeing what what's going on on Facebook, and they tend to. Um, they spend a lot of time. There's a lot of time people are spending on Facebook, an inordinate amount of time for some people. And then a lot of people are, they don't even, they're not even in that. That's not even a universe they dwell in. So there is a peripheral understanding that there's a Facebook out there. But that's it. That's as far as it goes. And so I can imagine that you know, if you're following this in any kind of way, again, the Better Hearing Center talking text line is 608-785-7914. If you're following this in any kind of way, if you are a rabid Facebook user, you might be thinking, man, I, what, what, what do they know? What do they have? What sort of information, information do they have? And, I, I, you know, I, I actually, there's a couple of people that I know who have decided that they're done with Facebook. And they've eliminated themselves from Facebook universe. So you might be heading in that direction. And then I imagine there's a bunch of you that are just, you're kind of laughing. Because it's, this is all made up, dumb nonsense. Right? And kind of is. When you think about it. What, what, it, it, you know, what is this really? The social media platform that's got everybody up in arms today because, you know, lost a bunch of data. I don't know. Well, anyway, your thoughts, 608 if you're one of those people who have, in fact, lost some data, maybe on Facebook. I don't know how you'd know. They didn't tell you. Who knows? You may not know. Never know. 
But let me know. The Better Hearing Center talk text line 608-785-7914. We'll go right to the phones. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hello, um, this is Dave. I was two things I wanted to add. One, if you want to know what Facebook has on you the most minimal amount, so they probably have more. But you can go on Google, type in uh recover Facebook information, put in your information and then then you can download a PDF with all everything they have on you. And so I've done that and you know it's gigs and gigs of information. And the crazy thing is, your text messages are in there, and the problem with that is I might con- I might have consented to that at some point, but the people I was talking to, their messages were in there also. Oh. And they might not have consented. What do you mean? You get what I'm saying? Your text messages were in there? How's that? Uh, yeah, they get all that information. Once you sign up and you go through the consent forms, it's all in there. Really? Yeah, everything. Wow, that's not that's not so great. So, so that could be some legal trouble because Grandma, you know, might not have consented to Facebook collecting yeah. her messages. Yeah. So right. that's their first problem, and then second, um, just so everyone knows, Facebook collects your data to make money to sell, to do targeted ad campaigns. Yep. This has been known. No one should be surprised. I don't understand the big hoobla about it all. This has all been known. I don't see, I mean, I kind of see the difference, but I don't fully understand the difference of trying to get you to vote for someone or trying to get you to buy this brand of toaster. I absolutely agree. Yeah, no, there there really doesn't shouldn't really be a difference. Um, so, so let me just go back to that, that idea there just for a moment. So, the the notion that um, you know Facebook utilizes your information to do targeted advertising, like you said, that's been known. But do you think that people really grasp that when they're signing up for Facebook, or is that something that they are suddenly because of something like this that that we're watching right now unfold, are suddenly faced with that reality and are surprised? Um. I think too many people are surprised. I get, like when I signed up, you know, I knew that they're going to get my information and they're going to try to sell me stuff. They're going to sure. sell my information. I fully understood it and I was willing to take that, you know, risk or whatever. Yeah, okay. And some people just fly through everything. They just put a sept, 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 and then later on when something like this comes up, they're all offended and they're all worried about it. Right. Yeah. So I don't think the second group so, of people is the most competent. So but it's so it's our that is it's, what it if, is. if we're if we're frustrated, scared, feeling uh, uh, um, like this is a, an overwhelming, um, uh, you know, uh, invasion of our privacy, it's our own damn fault, essentially. Um, somewhat, as okay. I said, the saving of the messages um, of people that you're talking to—that's a step too far. Yeah. I think that some parts of it are a step too far, but for 99% of it is known. And you play in Farmville, they get all of your stuff, too. I don't yeah, I, quite understand. Yeah, I don't know why anybody plays that. But thank, I appreciate the call, though. Thanks so much. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, it's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, Facebook, the, the, the troubles that Facebook faces on Capitol Hill, I think, would are different than the troubles that perhaps you face by losing your personal information to the world 
But then again, there maybe there should be, as this caller has just said, an expectation that you simply are going to lose that information. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. We'll move on. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. This me. Hi, Eric. Go ahead. Yeah, I was wondering the only dealings I ever had with Facebook is when you said we were on Facebook. So when I'm on the computer when I had it six months ago. Just to see the Facebook thing, you guys. But I got to tell you, there are so many contractual things you have to sign off away. Pretty much, pretty much, basically giving your self identity away or your freedom away, so, so to speak, or making yourself be a pawn of somebody. That, that's a, it, never, never happened. Never going to happen. And I have a Android phone. It's called a Track phone. So I get all my weather and stuff on there. It's, it's really cool. But then it's run by Google, and they said, you must agree to the terms of this. I click it off. I'm a private person. I want nobody to know anything about myself. And if you agree to any of these terms, you kiss your ass goodbye because you are marked. People know who you are. The Department of Transportation, they specifically when you get your driver's license, shall we use your information to a, use for advertisers? You say no, or if you want, you can say yes. Yeah. But the point is, your information is being put out there, and you are marked for advertising and everything else in the world. You're an open book. Yeah, no, Thanks. there's no, there's no question. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, Eric. And I, I always say no to the DMV as well. I mean, it's one thing for Facebook to do it, but it's another thing entirely if the DMV is going to sell my information. Let's move on. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Go ahead, you're on. I personally agree that uh, all of this is coming out because uh, I think people need to know. Um, hopefully, you know the young, the younger generation is listening and understanding what they're that, that Facebook is not free. They're getting something yep. from you. Um, yeah, let's just hope that this keeps on going. I think it's a little hypocritical how it's gone down because uh, the Obama, you know, the Obama administration did something pretty similar to this and kind of bragged about it, about how it was awesome and it worked great. Um, but kind of another anecdotal thing, I was I was at my uh, cell phone store uh, regarding a camera issue. Okay. And uh, the gentleman was, was going through my phone and kind of looking. He thought it had something to do with, with the software. I, I didn't think so. But anyway, regardless, he's like, oh, hey, it, it doesn't look like your, your contacts are linked to Google. Here you go. And he with a click of a mouse, gave all of my contacts to Google. Oh, and I was no. like, no, what did you just do? I did that on purpose. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. man. So if you're, if you're a cell phone uh, salesman out there, don't do that to people. Yeah, no, there's <laughs> there might be a reason why they're not connecting their, their contacts to Google. No question about it. Wow, that, that so must have been once, incredibly once frustrating. Once they have it. Yeah. Once they have it, it never goes away. So you think that this this change in attitude about the data collection or data use has more has to do with the difference of opinion in politics, or is it just more perhaps just more awareness about what this really what this really means, or what sort of ramifications this has? Well, I think that I don't know the particulars exactly what the difference was, but from what I understand, it was. Um, the 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 way that the Obama campaign used uh, got information from from Facebook and utilized fake Facebook was yeah. essentially the same. So 
so part of me, yeah, thinks that maybe it was a little bit political. And, uh, um, you know, I guess that's a stretch, uh, admittedly. But uh, I, I, I think e- either way that it's coming out in the, in the light that uh, you're giving up all this information, um, kind of like that, that last caller said, I, I've, I've heard that. I'm, I'm hesitant to go on the, on the website and give them more information to get information. Um, but, uh, but yeah, overall, I think it's, it's good that this is coming to light. I guess whether, whether, you know, politics had anything to do with it, I guess is whatever. I'm not sure. I don't care either way. Yeah, no. And I, and I, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. And I think that there's many, many people have noted that, um, uh, this data gathering that, uh, the Obama campaign did in, was it 2012, right? Or 2000, which one was it? I mean, they, they sort of, there was a revolutionary method with which they collected data on, on voters, uh, potential voters, to get out the vote, essentially. And, um, and it was uh, lauded from a scientific perspective for how effective it was. There's no question. It was, ex- yeah, without doubt, it, there was a, a lot of appreciation at the time for what that was, but um, I, I think that I wonder if there was a really a full awareness of just how impactful that was from a privacy standpoint. And um, I, you know, it's funny because I was talking with someone who's running for Congress in Iowa, and a younger guy. I don't know if he's, he might not even be thirty at this point, um, but he was talking about how impactful and effective Facebook is with targeting advertising, and you can you can really narrow the scope down based on the data that, that that Facebook provides to you and you can identify specific individuals that you can you can push a little bit in one way or another it's it's uh it's it's pretty in- intense how easily you can uh, sway people's minds in that regard but i think that it's almost beside the point the politics of this i'm less concerned about that and i think that it's really be- this becomes more of an issue of what we are expecting for uh, maintaining our own particular level of privacy, you know, in in relation to social media of all kinds, and and less about less about you know political gamesmanship, but more about the data collection in general, and then how it's used for all sorts of things. As uh, one of our listeners has uh, just sent me a message, says if a product is free, you are the product. I've had a couple listeners on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line who have already reminded me of of how this uh, same process was utilized in the Obama campaign, uh, campaign or campaigns, I guess, how you look at it. All right, let's go to, uh, I'm not sure who's next. Let's go to the phones. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, is this me? Yeah, it's you. Go ahead. Oh, perfect. Um, so I like to know about the devices that I use and stuff, you know, the phones and all the technology. So, you know, there's a lot that we don't understand. Um, and I just wanted to let your uh, listeners know that if they're using an iPhone or some similar smartphone, uh, your location's on the entire time. Um, there's a setting where you can go back, and your phone will tell you uh, how many times you've been to certain locations. Um, and it will pinpoint down to, you know, the GPS coordinates of your phone. And, you know, people will think it's like a conspiracy theory almost, or like something really sci-fi, but you can't go in and shut it off. And uh, keep in mind, every time you make a call or anything, um, it's going right to that teller. And basically anybody who is able to access that, um, can see where you are. And, um, like, 
obviously, uh, Apple is pretty concerned about that privacy and stuff, and uh, Apple's pretty good with protecting that, but there's a way to go into your phone and actually turn that off. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's. I think anytime you can... Uh, effectively orchestrate your own privacy. That's a bonus. All right, let's move on. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talking text line. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Yeah, um, with Trump's, uh, and I have a problem uh, uh, with this word. It's it, um, My pronunciation is liar, uh, the, but the liar client privilege um, has even been compromised. And I would like a, some of these liberal liars out there to to call in and now that uh there is no client privilege um that's an invasion of our privacy and you know they've also gotten into uh people being able to talk straightly with their doctors with the uh gaining of that uh information um we're we're losing our freedoms um and the no knock warrants have really really gone up um that was trouble in nazi germany uh, sure all right carl appreciate the call 608-785-7914 thanks for waiting go ahead you're on hey mitch i would have to kind of disagree with you i think this whole thing came up because of a political basis of the whole trump taking oh, over oh yeah no question about winning that. the presidency yeah no, but yeah, i think no, the no biggest question. thing is how i mean i'm not i've never been on facebook never had a site or had a thing or page or whatever you call them okay but i mean to put your head in the sand and not think that people are using that is quite funny and i don't know if it's a younger generation but i deal with insurance and it's pretty surprising how quickly people just give over information um and they don't think anything of it. And every day we hear about a, you know, a cyber attack or someone taking personal information, then it's a big deal. But yet people still have this feeling of it'll never happen to me. Yeah. And then I think when it's drummed up in politics, and of course in this day and age a lot of it is uh, entertainment, yep. um, they, they push it so then it becomes a big deal. You know, uh, years ago uh, when Obama was in office, Never was, never talked about how. I mean, I think one of your callers brought it up, saying, you know, they they bragged about it yeah. that they no, found no, this new way yeah. to get to people and do things, and you know, the mailing list of sending you stuff is gone by the wayside, and now it's all electronic. So, if you're an Amazon person, you're on Amazon and you look at one thing. Well, how many emails do you get after that about, hey, you looked at this? Are you interested in this? You bought this? You want this? You know, so when people put their head in the sand and then all of a sudden it becomes an outcry because it's just on the, I hate to use the phrase, mainstream media. But once it's pushed on that, then everybody thinks it's a big deal because yep. they yeah. thought about no, it. No question. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Uh, we'll be back with more of your calls coming up. You're listening to Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. More great talk is coming up. You don't have to fly to Kansas City to get great barbecue. Big Boar Barbecue is up and running on the north side of La Crosse. Hi, this is Jerry Beyer at Big Boar Barbecue. Yes, the food truck is open at George and Gillette Street to make it easier for you north siders to find out why La Crosse County has voted us four years in a row as the best barbecue and best caterer in La Crosse County. Big Boar Barbecue, Highway 16 West Salem, 3rd Street downtown, and now open at George and Gillette Street. I'm Mark Bertrand. 
the creator of the Financialoscopy and author of Investments Don't Hug, Embracing the Life Insurance Asset. The reviews are in. Real Life Stories. Timeless, a collection of practical resources, a call to take action. Mark Bertrand brings years of experience, clarity, and compassion to this book. The joy and sorrow builds your understanding of a potentially boring topic we often never talk about. A recommended book. Great, great read. Have a highlighter handy for wisdom to remember. The story touched the heart and soul. I couldn't put it down. Read this book. If you're driving while listening, be aware there may be times when your eyes may fill with tears. Five stars. Available now at investmentsdonthug.com. The book, Kindle, or audio is also available at amazon.com. Search Investments Don't Hug. Hey, I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening, this hour, brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery in Lacrosse. Uh, wonderful people making extraordinary beer, and the brewery's smoking hemp porter is something you'll have to try. It's dank, dark, sticky, gooey, and potent. I'm not kidding. That's how they describe it. Uh, April 20th, the day when you can gather and celebrate your right to indulge in the smoking hemp porter. At 420, April 20th, the smoking hemp porter release party will be at the tasting room at Pearl Street Brewery. Live music by the smoking bandits. Doors open at 3. First pour of the smoking hemp porter at 420 sharp. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. But again, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line 608-785-7914. Talking about Facebook a little bit. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg on Capitol Hill today testifying about information that was grabbed from users of Facebook and uh, used by Cambridge Analytica. And by now you've probably heard a lot about this story. Um, Individual data from 87 million users of Facebook collected and utilized, um, you know, as it's done in other ways too, frankly. Um, but this this certainly drew some attention. But it, I, I think brings up more. I think brings to mind beyond the political aspect of this because I think it's important. Sure, it is. You know, it's important because we know that polit- that Facebook is used for political purposes. But more about it's more for me about the data mining in and of itself. That there, we should not have an expectation of privacy, but people still frequently do. And then our data, our information, whatever we provide for Facebook, whatever privileges that we 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 get, grant to them, um, they use to to utilize our information to essentially market to us. Um, and, and I just you know start to wonder how much do we actually trust this giant uh, company to. Maintain that information. Anyway, 608-785-7914. If you have thoughts on that on the Better Hearing Center, talk and text line 
14, down to uh, 32 for a low tonight. It looks like we have a slight chance of rain. And then uh, <clears throat> similar day tomorrow, looks like the our possibility of sun has just gone away, really. <laughs> just clouds tomorrow, again with a slight chance of rain. High 54, though, which is promising. And then rain tomorrow night. Uh, Thursday looks pretty good. High 56 with uh, mostly clouds, but maybe some sun peeking through here and there. And then a rainy weekend coming up as well. Right now, 40 degrees at News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM, Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More to come. To your email inbox daily. Sign up to be a Wisdom Insider at our website, wisdomnews.com. For wisdomnews.com, I'm Drew Kelly. The news you need, when you need it, Wisdom News and wisdomnews.com. I'm Mitch Reynolds on Lacrosse Talk PM. More of your calls and comments coming up after this word about Bion Service Center on Jackson Street in Lacrosse. I got a letter, oh, well, an email the other day from someone who sent me this. And it's funny because I don't know why I would get this message and they just wouldn't call Bion's. But uh, this person was saying, uh, they said, uh, wondering if you could tell me whether Bion's does the same type of routine maintenance that the dealership does. I know that sounds like a dumb question, but the service manager of the dealership I got my car from says, if I take it anywhere else for maintenance, it could void the warranty. Okay. Well, first of all, no, that's actually not true. Um, And there are legal implications uh, there. Federal Trade Commission says it's illegal for a dealer to deny your warranty coverage simply because you had the routine maintenance done at an independent repair place like Bion Service Center. Now, routine maintenance is like oil changes or tire rotations, replacing belts, that type of thing any kind of fluids, brake pads, inspections. So it depends on your maintenance for your vehicle. But if you have any of that stuff that needs to be done, Bion's is your place. That's where I take my cars for all their maintenance, along with the new tires, which, by the way, I really need to get into Bion's and get some new tires for my wife's car. But trust me, no matter what your service need, Bion's will take care of you just like they take care of me. That's why they're my mechanic for life and why I tell people all the time, the only place in lacrosse. I'll take my cars for repairs, service, and maintenance. It's Bion Service Center. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM, News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for for riding along here this afternoon and this evening in this hour, brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery in Lacrosse, 608-785-7. Nine one four seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. I uh, had a a moment, I guess, today to watch some of the testimony on Capitol Hill. Mark Zuckerberg, CEO of Facebook, talking to Congress. Well, a Senate, a joint uh, was it a joint committee, a Senate Judiciary and know, Commerce committees, uh, talking about uh, the data mining and use of data on Facebook. Um, uh, he's been, you know, Facebook has. Over the years, there's been apologies before this in relation to how it uses information. And so this is not unusual for Mark Zuckerberg or anybody at Facebook to say, oh, yeah, we're sorry about that. We didn't, we shouldn't have done that. That was dumb. We won't do that again. Uh, and actually, I think there was that, that was pointed out today, as a matter of fact. One of the parts that I was watching, there was a senator that mentioned something along those very lines. Look, you've done this before. You said we're sorry before. And then you just keep running, you keep utilizing Americans' data, um, you know, pushing the boundaries of what I think, I think their biggest issue is ethics, right? Because 
at this point, Facebook's not violating any laws, to my knowledge. So what they're trying to do is they're pre- trying to prevent regulation of what they're doing. So that's what this whole apology tour is about. Like, hey, yeah, we're sorry. We're sorry. You're right. You caught us. We woo, messed this up. So to head off any significant regulation, they're trying to make it seem like we are, we got this, we can control this. No problem. Don't worry about it. We got it. Um, but it is, uh, it's remarkable to, uh, the, well, actually, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, the first time, I guess, that he has testified in Washington uh, about these very issues. And, it, and you know, he, he seems like one of those guys that's sincere about the desire to do better. But at the end of the day, this is a vast organization who, who markets a specific product, and that product is you. You, if you're a Facebook user, are the product. And any way that they can do it and make a buck, they're going to do it. And at some point, they might roll back a little bit of this and change a little bit of that to make some people sort of happy. But at the end of the day, it's all about you. You are the product that they're selling. And um, any way that they can gather up as much information about you as possible, they're going to do it. That's what Facebook does. So as one caller pointed out, there shouldn't be any surprise about this. This is what, this is what Facebook is. Uh, nobody should be shocked. We did have some uh, on the Better Hearing Center talking text lines, some messages. Uh, a number of people, by the way, commenting on how this is very similar to the data mining that the Obama election or the Obama campaign did in, I think, 2012. Uh, there's no question about that. And I don't know... I don't know if he addressed that today. I don't know if Zuckerberg addressed that today. That was certainly a thing um, that has been brought up repeatedly. This listener says, uh, Facebook offers to tie Facebook Messenger to your text messages so you can use the Facebook app for both and keep in one place. They don't get your text messages unless you consent to that. Yeah. I So one listener, uh, and I frankly, I'm not even familiar with that, but we had one listener who called in and um, said that although that may be the case, you may consent to providing those messages to Facebook. Your, I think he utilized, uh, used the example of grandma. Grandma has not given you that consent. And so it's, yes, <laughs> to a certain extent, yes, that's right. You give consent, but she doesn't give consent to uh, also have her messages go uh, to Facebook. Let's see. What else? Um, I like this. This is funny. Now, everyone might know what I usually have for breakfast and why don't they care, damn it. That's why I posted it. I want my breakfast back. I feel so cheap, so used. (laughs) Isn't it amazing how many people post what they're eating on Facebook? I mean, it's one thing to see the same... Cute kid picture over and over. Multiple dog videos. You can obviously get your fill of that. Uh, but I, it's striking to me that people will uh, share what they're, what they're having for lunch. 
It's got to be, frankly, folks, it's got to be an amazing meal for me to care. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. We'll go to the phones. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Um, this is about that. Uh, you ever heard of the NSA? Yes. Am I speaking? Yes. Yes. Um, when I was in the Army in 1971, before I uh, got my security clearance, because it happened to be enough, require a security clearance, you had an NSA check on you. This was 1971, mind you. And they t- took you, NSA went through your background, every little thing you did says you stole a liquor stick when you're a child to the end of the world. Believe me, they know everything about you. It's not just Facebook. The government knows everything about you. Every phone call I make, everything, mm. they watch you. Everything. Absolutely everything. I have more to say about this at another time. Thank you. Thanks for the call. I wonder, and this is one of the things that I'm curious about, uh, 608-785-7914, do you have more concern about the government keeping your data or Facebook keeping your data? So somebody brought up the DMV earlier. You know how you got to check that box. If you don't want the DMV to share your information, you got to check the box. Do you have a greater concern about the DMV simply holding on to your information or the DMV sharing your information with a commercial enterprise? If the Department of Revenue in Madison, which has your has every every little bit of every little tidbit of information you could possibly imagine financially for you, they've got all that. Are you okay with that? Would you be more okay with that, or more okay with, um, say, your credit union having that information? Which is the thing that, who do you trust more? Do you trust, and this is again, for with personal data, do you trust the state government, federal government more? Or do you trust private companies like Facebook? Who's a better steward of that information, of the private information? Whether it be things that are personal in nature or things that are financial in nature, who is the who guards that or utilizes it in a in a better way? If you have thoughts on that, give me a call 608-785-7914-785-7914. Again, is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, I'm curious what you know. We have. I don't know. I live. I've lived my entire life providing my information to the federal government and the state government. Have simply collected all of my information. They have everything. They have everything on me. There's nothing that I that they. I I don't know. Maybe there is. <laughs> they don't know. And unless you're unless you're living, you know, unless you're not paying income taxes and you're living off the grid, I don't know. Eric brought up the NSA. But what what are you most distrustful of? Business with your information or government with your information? I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, we have got an exciting thing coming up on Friday the 20th, which is next week. 
uh, flat track racing, flat track motorcycle racing at the lacrosse center. Uh, if you've never seen this, go check this out. Uh, Google flat track racing. You can probably go find a YouTube video pretty easily. It's, uh, it's so, it looks like so much fun. And it really, it's flat track. It's not, there's no banks. There's no, it's just a, an oval, very small over, uh, oval. I mean, it's going to be in the lacrosse center. And it's, you know, very, it's smaller bikes. And dudes are skidding around the track, and they're rubbing knees on the. Uh, it's it's just amazing, uh, and it's super. It's kind of old school, you know. And you got like these kind of their bikes that look a little bit like scramblers, and there's a just a, a just a real old retro feel to the whole thing. Anyway, super fun, super awesome. You can get tickets at the Lacrosse Center. The tickets start at uh, sixteen fifty for adults, seven bucks for kids. You can also win them. You can win tickets. Go to our website, click win stuff at uh, wisdomnews.com, and you get a chance to uh, collect or win tickets to the uh, flat track racing. Mama's tr- Mama Trides Flat Out Friday. Flat track motorcycle racing at Lacrosse Center next Friday. 608 785 7914. Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. More to come. Stick around. You're listening to the Titan of Talk. Mitch Reynolds and Lacrosse Talk PM continue after this. By definition, dank means dark, sticky, gooey, and potent. Well, that about sums up the PSB smoking hemp porter. 420 is the special day when people from all over celebrate their right to indulge in this dank delight. Whether you sip alone or you sip, sip, give, don't miss Pearl Street Brewery's release of the smoking hemp porter with live music by the Smoking Bandits. Oh, I get it. Nice. Doors at three, first pours at 420 sharp. It's five bucks and you get a free pint at your favorite bar around town. The Smoking Hemp Porter release party with the Smoking Bandits. 420 at the Pearl Street Brewery. Midwest TV and appliance. It won't be long, and before you know it, you'll be grilling. And if you're a backyard barbecuer anxious to get started, Midwest TV and Appliance has a grill tune-up special just for you. It includes cleaning the burners, pressure checks, leak checks, and air adjustments. All for just 40... I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. This hour brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery in Lacrosse, 608-785-7914, You know how frequently you feel like government's operating in secret, that there is things that are going on that you're not being told about to the last minute, that uh, you don't have a chance to have your say, that they're going, they're putting... Uh, uh, bike lanes on on Clinton Street, that kind of thing, you know? You know how that happens? It happens, right? Frequently, you're like, what? All of a sudden, there's these turning lanes, there's a bike lane over here, somebody put this building here, what's going on? Well, let me be the first, then, to help you be aware of an opportunity for you to have your say on the expansion of the Lacrosse Center. That uh, $49 million worth of Investing in your future, I think it's what it's called. I believe that's what it's called. I think it, uh, my guess is that when Lacrosse Center staff is sitting around the, the mucky mucks, not the regular staff, because they're working. No, no, no. The, the other staff is working too, just doing different jobs. Anyway, so when the mucky mucks at the Lacrosse Center are sitting around talking about their, their expansion, they're talking, they're talking about it in those terms. It's an investment in your future. 
really. It's, it's something that is, uh, will create greatness. Just, just ongoing, never-ending greatness. $49 million worth of greatness. At any rate, so I, let me be the first to tell you that you have an opportunity to weigh in on all this greatness. Which is not nothing. Tomorrow, at uh, from, let's see, when is this? From 5.15 to 6.45 in the Pat Zilke Suite at the Lacrosse Center. So, if you would like to weigh in on the $49 million worth of greatness of the Lacrosse Center, the uh, center board will be there. I think the architects will be there. Or maybe just not all of them, but representatives. Um, yeah, there's going to be staff on hand to get your public input on on the future of that that or what 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 that looks like, what it should look like, perhaps, or how it's going to. I don't know. But just be aware so that. After they after they create a, a bigger thing that, you know, at some point you look at and go, are you kidding me? At least you've been made aware that there was an opportunity for you to have your say. Tomorrow, once again, tomorrow from 515 to 645 in the Pat Zilke Suite. Lacrosse is interesting. It's, this is one of those things where I don't, I, it's, they're not, they're not quite there yet. Like it's all been about let's get this lacrosse center. Here we go. We're gonna get this money. Certain to, we don't really have it. They don't really have the money. Yeah, they don't really have the money, and they don't really have the final plans. And it's not real clear when they're going to have the final plans, because <laughs> they're not entirely sure where the money's coming from. So, I, I, it at least it seems to be that that way at this point. So an interesting beast. It's an interesting thing. It's an interesting process because it's so much money. It seems, I think it seems surreal to, to those of us who watch local government to think that, that this, they're actually going to spend that much money overhauling the lacrosse center. It's just, it doesn't seem like that's, that's real. And so far it hasn't been. So far it has not. But, I don't know. Still got a ways to go. That opportunity for you is again tomorrow. For the Lacrosse Center. Uh, all right, 608-785-7914-785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter. And you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410wizm.com. That's how you get in on the show in the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line. The... I feel like we started talking about this, well, I don't know, this stuff a year ago. It was probably, how long ago was this when this started? I don't remember exactly. When uh, Governor Walker first came up with these ideas to uh, to enact some welfare reform. At any rate, he signed nine bills into law today that were part of a special session uh, that was earlier this year. Governor Walker signed all nine bills into law. One of the bills that was voted on I don't think ever made it, it never, it didn't clear the Senate, I think. I, one or two of them. I can't remember exactly which ones they were, but uh, the bills, um, a number of different things, and we've talked about this before, but they would uh, 
uh, among the things uh, in those uh, bills is um, uh, increases from 20 to 30 hours a week the time that able-bodied adults and also parents of school-aged children have to be working or in job training or in job training to get food stamps on the Wisconsin Food Share Program. So that's, I think, that might be the most significant change. That there is not, um, that there is that work requirement for even able-bodied adults with children. I think that's probably the most significant change. Uh, Then the the drug screening part too. Drug screening and uh, to be eligible for public housing, which is, that is one of those that it's it's probably going to sound better than it's going to turn out. Because it over and over again, drug screening programs in the United States, whether it's you know the ones in Florida or was it Oklahoma that had just this unbelievable amount, or was it Arizona? Anyway, one of the states that was spending an unbelievable amount per positive drug test. But there's there's others too. There's a lot of different changes where uh, you know there's like uh, if um, if you have a there's asset limitations for homes and cars. We've talked about this before. Um, cars worth more than twenty thousand dollars, homes worth you know uh, three hundred twenty one thousand uh, dollars. If you are on Medicaid. Able-bodied Medicaid enrollees have to pay child support and participate in child paternity testing. So you have to get tested for paternity or lose your benefits. That's an interesting one. So a lot of interesting stuff. There's the other one, and some of these haven't gotten any attention at all. One of them is to request a federal waiver to create a health savings account for Medicaid recipients. Which I don't... I don't know if I completely, if I totally understand that, other than it aims, it appears to aim at limiting uh, amounts of money spent via Medicaid. I mean, and, and invariably that's what these are about, right? Is lowering costs. So anyway, all those are law today. Governor Walker signed all those into law today. And you know what? Maybe they'll have an impact. Maybe they'll be maybe they'll be good. Maybe those will have a significant impact, especially on um, as Walker has said, getting people into the workforce. And that was the the drug testing for uh, recipients of of aid. His main focus and what he said was the reason why he was doing this was to get more people into the workforce because you can't be in the workforce. If you're if you're uh, if you can't pass a drug test, unless you want to work in radio, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Darrell. If it's okay with you, Mitch, I'll give a little follow up on uh, your lacrosse center discussion that you had. Yeah, about sure, the absolutely. Meeting. Yep, absolutely. I'll just tell you that the people that are scheduled to be there are people like you said, the architects, um, be a lot of engineers, some city people. 
many of those people uh, can retire if they get this job. So they are promoting it in a big way. This is basically how a lot of things get sold to government. Uh, the concept is created, and from there, uh, the people that want to build it or promote it or design it or sell material for it, uh, they, they, they're very good at promoting it. And so uh, that's who will be there, and they will be uh, doing their best to promote it. Right. Um, I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, is there some, do you think it should go about it in a different way? Well, I just want to mention that uh, people that probably aren't really too enthused about taking on the commitment, because the city of La Crosse will say, well, we, we don't really think this is a major commitment. We're going to put the money up front, but this is going to pay back, and we're going to break even, if not make money. In fact, they'll even go so far as to say they're going to make money. Uh, but But the majority of the people that have reservations or really don't know what to ask or how to be involved are, are afraid to, they won't, they won't attend. But anybody that does attend will get a pretty hardcore sales pitch. And uh, so the whole concept behind the meeting, in my opinion, and I've actually attended these types of events, uh, the concept is going to go away very positive because, uh, well, let's say Greg Luce won't be there and Carl won't be there and a few others won't be there that don't think government should spend this much money or make this much commitment of public money sure. for the taxpayers. All right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there are other people who feel that way. Uh, they tend to not be as vocal, but there's a lot of people who feel that way. Yeah, and uh, so anyhow, uh, I, I like to say that government gets sold a lot of things, yeah, sure. but they really don't. They don't buy much, but they uh, they spend the money. They but they most of it is uh, a very professional salespeople pressing their agenda, and the government says, "Yeah, that must be good." Well, look, I, I appreciate the call, Tom. Thanks so much. 608-785-7914. Dan in Alaska says, uh, in relation to the welfare reform bills signed into law by Governor Walker uh, today, uh, I was mentioning that the one of Walker's stated goals for the drug testing for uh, recipients of aid like public housing or food stamps or whatever uh, was to get more people into the workforce. And uh, Dan in Alaska says at sub 3% unemployment, who exactly is Walker anticipating on pushing into the workforce? Um, those who, who aren't counted in, I mean, this is the, this is the easy answer to that, is that uh, those who are part of the unemployment statistics are those who are, are, are in the workforce right now. Those are the ones who are in the workforce. So if there's 3% unemployment, there's, that's 3% people who are unemployed who are actually in the workforce. There are people who are not, who have taken themselves out of the workforce for one reason or another, and that could be any number of different reasons. That includes retired people. People who are retired are no longer in the workforce. People who have stopped looking for work are no longer in the workforce. People who are, um, who decide not to work for whatever reason are no longer in the workforce. There are this, according to Governor Walker, there are mountains of shiftless people wandering uh, around aimless and goalless and workless in the state of Wisconsin, and they need to get to work. And that's, I mean, that's essentially, it's his classic, uh, what is it, public benefits aren't a, they should be more of a, a, a trampoline and less of a hammock or however he says it. His belief is that there is a significant number 
of public benefit recipients who are treating those public benefits as the proverbial hammock. And so his goal is to get them to work. And it's a carrot stick type approach. I mean, heavy on the stick for sure, because the work requirements for, for uh, food share recipients, the drug screening for public benefit, public housing benefits, the, um, uh, the, the means testing, the, uh, all, all sorts of stuff like that. That's, that's all aimed at driving people who are not currently in the workforce for whatever reason into the workforce. One of the problems I think that we run into over and over again, and I I think this will continue to happen in this state because governor Walker loves to talk about the number of jobs that are available on the Wisconsin job center website. Right. I mean, you've probably heard him talk about this and there's there are are thousands of jobs, thousands of jobs. There's like a thousand jobs in La Crosse County. There are no, no kidding. Really just on the Wisconsin job center website, there's thousand jobs. The problem that we have over and over again, there's a lot of low skilled jobs. Don't get me wrong, but oftentimes Many of those jobs require specific skills. And it's the people don't don't have those skills. And so they're trying to match, you know, the square peg in the round hole. Now, there are a also a significant number of jobs that don't require any skills at all. And those are certainly out there. But I think what has happened over time is that you, you really get people who are just, who aren't for whatever reason, are just not going to work for whatever they're getting paid. I, 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 I am not certain that any of this stuff is going to get more people into the workforce. And I think that there's a lot of skeptics out there who believe that that's not what this is about at all. It has nothing to do with the workforce. And it's all about marginalizing certain segments of the population and uh, having creating a uh, essentially, um, you know, um, scoring political points. So some of those comments came today. In fact, uh, Jennifer Schilling, um, among those, as you can imagine, criticizing the governor, Talking about the governor spending millions of taxpayer dollars, making it harder for working families to put food on the table. There's not a ton of Democrats who are going to stand up on a soapbox and shout these welfare reforms down because they are tremendously, overwhelmingly popular in Wisconsin. There is a sense, and I think that, I think, Governor Walker got this one right. He he could see this, that these were things that were going to poll really, really well, and it was going to be extremely difficult for um, for Democrats to lobby against him. It was going to be difficult. It was going to be an easy win for him and his party, and difficult for Democrats to lobby against them. And I think that he he nailed that one for sure. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. My husband and I were on a recent trip and we went, we visited a cemetery and on one of the monuments, a little sentence on the bottom of the monument said, love's last gift, remembrance. And I thought about that and that is so true. The last gift 
any of us can give someone else is remembrance. It is the true last gift. It's your memory, and it will always be there. How often are we struggling to provide a material gift when maybe the best thing we can give them is memories? And one way to keep those memories is to do something like have a a beautiful memorial of some sort available to tell those stories and keep those memories. Visit Lacrosse Memorials online at lacrossemonument.com or at the showroom just south of Valley View Mall on Highway 16. Love's last gift, remembrance. Hi, I'm Fred, the guy that named my business wrong. I'm Jacob Scott. I'm part of Fred's Break and Alignment on the north side of Lacrosse, now known as Unique Edge Auto Repair. My first meeting with Midwest Family Radio, somehow we came out with, why did I name my business wrong? I, I... Closing time, open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing... Hey, thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. I'm Mitch Reynolds. This is Lacrosse Talk PM on Wisdom. Uh, thanks to uh, the Pearl Street Brewery and Lacrosse for supporting us this hour. And uh, thanks for your input on uh, on Facebook and or watching on Facebook, if either one. <laughs> you're secured, uh, concerned about your security, the data, your, your data privacy. Um, I hope, I, I don't know if you're helped by watching Facebook Live or not. My guess is no. Anyway, thanks and my love to Anna. We'll talk tomorrow right here on Wisdom.